Radio. Are you looking for veteran resources and peer support? Objective Zero has an app for that. Download the Objective Zero app for free from the App Store or Google Play. Access wellness resources like yoga and a free year subscription to Headspace, the world's most popular meditation app. Check out veterans' resources and access our nationwide network of peer support. Speak to fellow women veterans or someone in your field and branch of service. You get to choose who you want to chat with. Learn more at www.objectivezero.org. That's www.objectivezero.org. Please remember the views and opinions expressed by this show or any other show on DV Radio and its guests are strictly those of said individuals and do not reflect those of the DV Radio staff nor the staff of dysfunctional veterans. I am the first dick in your ear, Bonerwood, so it's going to be a hard one tonight. Now, God damn it, Bo, that's just not even fair. This is Barracks Talk. This is Inside the Nuthouse, man. We got Sergeant Wardog. Oh, I just broke out of the rubber room, dog. The bacon man himself, oink. You are truly putting the D in the B when it comes to DV radio. Mr. Recall. I prefer to be referred to as belly and down. And don't know where the fuck Google is. I told you it's my computer, it's not me. That's exactly how I feel. We probably had a few too many to drink, you know what <laughs> 20 bucks, 20 bucks. Can I get a thimble full of sweet baby rays, please? We don't have it. Saturday's going to be even more entertaining. Illogical. You still have the DD radio store for those wondering. Shit's still there. You can buy shit. Mine shit's good, okay? Oh, we haven't even gotten there yet. You fucking got me there already. Love and military barracks talking around this motherfucker. How's your back feeling after that penis reduction? Oh. <laughs> You're tuned in to WDVR on DVRadio.net. Because this is how it is on DV Radio. That is how it is right here on WDVR, DVRadio.net. It's September 30th, 2023. I'm Boner Wood. You listen to us live or on podcasts, on major podcast platforms like Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, all that good shit, you know, where you get your podcast because podcasts are cool these days and everybody's doing them. So why the fuck not listen to all of them? Anyway, we got a full house tonight and we got a very special guest that we have been trying to get on for the past few weeks. But every time I'm like, yeah, we're going to have this guest on this week. Or it's like, no, we can't because I already said we're going to have this guest on and and we got this date and th- <laughs> Oink always fucking shit up. Anyway. Hey, somebody got to. It wouldn't anyway. be DV without it, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> we dysfunctional professionals. Um, but as I said, from Alaska, it's the pig man himself, Mr. Oink. Good evening, fuckers. And from Amish country, it's Mr. Recoil. Good fucking evening. And it is the Marine Ground Eater Psych Ward Gang Supervisor himself, Sergeant Wardog. Oh, I'm not sober tonight. We're going in. Oh, shit. <laughs> going in and fast and hard. <laughs> well, she likes it or not. <laughs> I, I better get the dump button ready. Um, so. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm doing my Appalachian dog farts. So, I'm, I'm yeah. Every time you say that, it feels like a horrible beginning to a very low budget porn. <laughs> Appalachian dog fart. A low budget. It's not porn. Appalachian. It's Appalachian. It's Appalachian. <laughs> I'm from here. I should know. <laughs> anyway, um, before we get to our guest, Mr. Tony U. Brown, how are you guys doing this weekend? Chilling, bro. Uh, yep, we're doing good, actually. 
I am going great, and I am excited about something that Dog and I are working on that we may bring up at some point here in the near future. Absolutely. Recoil wasn't supposed to be on tonight, uh, but he is on with us, so that's great. Uh, we may or may not have Paul from Affinity Innovations, also Affinity Protocol, on with us tonight. <laughs> if uh, he messages me and uh, you hear the ding-dong, Pause with this, but without further ado, I'd like to jump right into it. Mr. Tony Brown, how you doing this evening, sir? What's good? What's good? We're shaking out here. I mean, you know, it ain't nothing but a chicken wing. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> nah. Um, so I met you on NBR a few weeks ago, almost a month now. Uh, I didn't know you was going to be on. It was a great time. I think I took over the show. Uh, in fact, <laughs> interviewing you, um, I felt bad about it, but I was just so giddy. Uh, but, uh, you were on that show to talk about Black Point BR, which is a video game that you are, uh, in the works on right now. But before we jump in and, and talk more about that, let our listeners know who you are and a little bit about your military history, if you don't mind. My name is, uh, Tony Brown. Uh, I'm over here in Fort Bragg. North Carolina, uh, now it's called Fort Liberty. I served in the 82nd and finished my career in, uh, third group, uh, supporting. And I went to, um, got injured and got medical retired. You do do some other stuff outside of the video game. What is yes. it that you're currently doing, uh, as far as with the community's concerned? Um, one of our missions, I got a group of veterans together called Vets for Youth and, uh, just veterans in general. And, uh, we spoke to the city council, the city officials, and we went out and spoke to all the gang leaders. And then we had a private sit down with us being security, of course, to talk about the crimes in the community and see how we can mitigate some of the murders and some of the violence that's going on. That's the, one of the things that we got doing now. Cool deal. Now, um, I do have your, uh, nonprofit over on dvradio.net under the DVR family and it's Southern CC Inc. Uh, could you yeah. tell, uh, tell people a little bit about that and what got that started? Southern CC Inc. Uh, is a nonprofit organization built to build autonomous communities. And what got that started was me, uh, in 2016. I wanted to do something for the veteran community, but, um, I had a general. God rest his soul is, uh, General Sean Mahalan. You know, he's, uh, related to John Mahalan of the 13 Strong. Um, Sean Mahalan taught me everything that I knew about being a leader, you know, and he used to call me the special specialist. And this is when I was like a E3, E4. He took me under his wing, you know, and then I started the company. Then he was my COO, my operator, and we just took it to the moon from there. That's awesome. And you guys do a lot, everything from veteran awareness in films, uh, sex trafficking, human trafficking, uh, helping veterans in general, and a lot of stuff for the community. And you've been in the news quite a bit, especially around hurricane season. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, every time it's hurricane season, I got a, a veteran squad that we activate that really can't because the city could do but so much. So I put a team together where we go out and clear some roads, cut some, cut some trees, uh, get some families, some medical supplies or just supplies in general to last them through the storm and through the um, hurricane. That's awesome. Now, if anybody wants to participate in helping you with Southern uh, CC Inc or wants to donate, can they do that via your website or any other means? 
Definitely. My website, or you can email me at TonyUBrown at SouthernCCINC.org. That's TonyUBrown at S-O-U-T-H-E-R-N-C-C-I-N-C.org. Awesome. And and I, I'm saying all this so everybody can understand Tony doesn't just do one thing and it's not just all about video games as giddy as I was that Friday on NBR's, uh, crossover show, uh, which happens, uh, on DV radio's Facebook page. He does a lot of stuff. Um, I absolutely love the man. I'm not even going to, you know, act like I don't, I'm a little fanboy tonight. Uh, <laughs> so, so let's jump right into it. Black point BR. Now, You've said that it's basically a military battle royale by veterans that's going to be the most realistic military experience in a video game. How is that possible, first off, and what got you to want to create this video game? Um, Because a lot of other video games, we actually saw they were using our likeness but not really giving back, you know what I'm saying? So we was like, let's create something of our own that could represent us and give back to us at the at the same time, like... Even our battle passes, we have battle passes that are created by real soldiers and real arms guys that's going to create special weapons only for the game. You know, different things like that. 10% of that is going to go to a suicide prevention program for veterans and uh, homeless veteran housing associations. Awesome. With Black Point BR, is it you working with the big leagues, the big developers, or are you doing this on your own? How is this working? Uh, we got a team of, of veterans and uh, community members. As you can see in the gaming world, I would say a lot of people's getting laid off. Mm-hmm. So, um, with all these layoffs that's coming along, we're getting a ton of, of phone calls. But the most part was good about this is just we're getting the right people. We're not getting just people who just want to create a game. We're getting people who want to save lives. And that's the way we're building this game. If you're not about saving the community and saving lives, we really don't need that type of energy on our team. Like even I went to um, autism community and we got children on the spectrum and people on the spectrum are part building this game also. And I went to the dis- domestic violence uh, community and we have young ladies that actually um afraid to come outside and afraid to go in public. So they're using this as an outlet. And then we having those type of packages too, as well to donate towards survivors of domestic violence. That's awesome. And you said something that, you know, I don't think a lot of people understand about the video game world in general is it's an outlet for a lot of individuals, mm-hmm. not just veterans, civilians as well, whether it's, you know, it's a break away from their demons or, or just to relax for a minute from everyday stress. And I love that that's one of the reasons behind this is to give people an outlet. Um, me being a video gamer, oink being a video gamer. What, and I know you don't want to talk about certain things, and that's, that's <laughs> totally understandable. Get away my IP. Exactly. <laughs> um, but I know it's in development. You guys are working on it. But what is going to make someone like myself or Oink, who usually plays single player games or, or multiplayer games that doesn't involve random assholes joining in on your game? Um, <laughs> What is going to make us want to play this? What sets this aside from any other battle royale? A lot of things that set us aside from other battle royals is the stories behind the game, like having actual, like I got um, 
women, female rangers. We empowering women in the in the game industry also. So the female rangers that's coming on, telling their stories, being a part of the unit, and our our, our packs are giving back to the community as well. So if you see other gaming, they'll have like I would say just an event. It'll be like a hundred, two hundred people there, but it'll be five thousand empty seats. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of situations where. That I think they market in the way they go to market strategy is different because they highlight the players, not the message. And with us, we're gonna highlight the mission, you know, not the not the people behind it. And what is that mission? To empower the um esports and gaming community. So with empowering of the esports, like if you can see, even in my community, we only represent three percent of the esports gaming community. So we can get the legislation and senators to pass esport. I would say bills to get funding to these colleges, then some of the people in the community can actually go get esports degrees, go get these type of degrees that I, I'll say, um, coding degrees and different things like that, where a young man don't feel like he has to become a football player, a basketball player to get out of his, his situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I, I grew up just outside of Maybury, Mount Airy, North Carolina. And, you know, there's not a lot of opportunities in a small town like that. As, as great as, as tourism is, it's not that great for opportunities. I mean, they, they turned down RJ Reynolds because they didn't want high rise buildings in the city. <laughs> I mean, they turned down a lot of opportunities for people that want to do something more than work a mill, which we don't have mills and textiles anymore. Um, and, and, and just your everyday checkout counter bag boy, if you will. Um, so I know a lot of people are probably sitting there saying, well, if you're creating a video game and you've got a team behind you, you must have millions of dollars in your bank account, or you've got a lot of investors waiting to shell out a million bucks right now. And I personally know that's not true, but how are you going to work the, the funding for this video game? Because I know people are probably asking themselves if they wanted to work with you, uh, as a veteran or civilian. How would you make sure that they're going to make a living? Oh, definitely. Um, we got different various methods uh, of ra- raising funds. Would I go to market strategy? That's one thing I can't uh, mention. Mm-hmm. But I go to market strategy is going to be very unique and it's going to be changing. There's nobody else that I'll say went towards this route right. without giving too much of it. Um, a lot of people from different parts of the world is going to be involved. You understand? So. We already got marketing companies and foreign marketing companies in Europe, Canada, uh, California, and Hawaii. Because at the end of the day, 12 o'clock on our time is different from 12 o'clock on their time. So we want everybody to get the information real time. So that's what we're going towards that direction with the, with the marketing. Right. And the brand. And with this, you know, you, you, you're wanting to help veterans and, and things of that nature. Is that going to be the main team is as many veterans as you can squash into a room per se? No, because we in the military community, we have support. We have GS9 positions. We got all types of positions that civilian positions, like when you switch out your clothes and different things like that, you know what I'm saying, to get your uniform. We have civilian jobs on a military base. So when you start actually building these fobs and building a game, which is per se, we use in all the community. The one thing that we, we didn't do yet is step backwards and, and talk about your past and like where you came from and and how you got the motivation to do all this great work that you're doing now. 
Yeah, um, I was born in Brooklyn, New York, and growing up in a crack epidemic and growing up, you know, in the streets of Brooklyn, I got into some trouble when I was younger. I got some attempted murders. I got some stabbings that I did when I was uh, uh, in the 90s, when I was uh, a renegade and going in the streets and causing havoc. Um, I joined the army in 2012. They gave me a chance to change my life around and I never looked back. So the army saved my life and I wanted to continue, uh, saving lives, um, after this. That's, that's awesome, brother. And, and when we, when you were in the army, did you see opportunities come to you that, that motivated you to, to constantly better yourself? Yeah, with, with the army, it's, it's like a gift and a curse. You know, you got a double-edged sword because um, we have to be honest, too. Sometimes you being too good of a person draws the wrong attention <laughs> in certain <laughs> units, you know. So we got to understand the dark side of the military. But when I got in and I was like, all I got to do is work out and be on time, I could do that easy. You know, that's nothing. I remember an era when I was waking up 4 o'clock in the morning to look for a job, not to to go to work, just to look for a job, you know. So waking up to work out, that was the easy part. It was more with the military. I was a little bit more advanced maturely. So that was hard, a little bit of dealing with, you know, certain ranks or being older than certain people and certain ranks, you know, not tolerant of the game, as I would say, you know, the hazing and stuff like that. But we under- I understood that that came with the territory to, to bring strength out in us. Um the Army taught me most of anything. It taught me team building. You know, everybody has a position to play in the military. No matter what your rank is, you still are important in your position. From the cooks all the way up to the general, everybody plays a part in making this go. Yeah, amen to that, man. And not, yeah, not just, just rank, but MOS too. Like there's there's a spot for everybody. And, and no one mission is more important than another because that, that dude that's like, Working on the black ops missions and stuff and, and, and really, you know, doing the, the, the real gung ho shit has to have the support of all the people behind them. Yep. You know, or they can't complete their mission. Yep. And, and that's crazy. Cause, um, even when the general Sean Mulholland, he, uh, supported me as a E4, you know what I'm saying? E3, E4. So what he did was show me that he, and I was a CEO of the company. He was the COO. So he showed me that it doesn't matter, uh, I would say your rank, it matters your expertise. Cause it was guys in there that was coming straight out of civilian life into there because it was a little more easy financial stable. Cause you know, you get three hots in the cotton army, but they grew up as mechanics. So when they went into mechanics in the military, it was easy for them to take charge and, you know, of the coffer or whatever they was at. Yeah. That's, that's one of the things that I think is, is underestimated and, and, underappreciated is not, not everybody that comes into the military comes into the military with nothing to offer. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's a lot of people that come into the military that already have careers um, and have already uh, accomplished things in their life outside of the military. So when they come in there, they might be a little longer in the tooth than the average right out of high school. Yep. yep. And I, and the general taught me you treat the janitor like the CEO because he could be the next CEO. And that's what you're supposed to do with the junior listed soldier. Treat them like a general and they'll act like one, you know. So it's just more of the the games that people do in any job, not just the military. You know, you always got that 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 one person or that one leader that make you want to 
not re-enlist. You know, I don't want to bash Army Day, but we, you know, reality sets in like, yo, this is my first and last enlistment. I'm not doing it no more. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's always the stuff that that we look at, like you know, the the PT stud is valued more than than the guy that is actually a freaking brainiac. Mm-hmm. You know, that one guy that always knows what's going on and, and sees bigger picture and stuff is not always valued as much as the person that has that high, that highest PT score, you know, and, and is, you know, I mean, we're all right place, right time, right uniform. That's, that's the army. That's what we do. Um, but I, I found during my career that sometimes, you know, the, the people that were valued were not always the people that actually should be valued. There were people in liter- leadership positions that honestly didn't know their ass from a hole in the ground. You know, honestly, we had, we all had a mission to do and, and, and we do what's, what's right. We do, you know, we look out for each other. That's the most important part. Really quick. I want to mention recoil. If I'm not mistaken, Tony, you went to Afghanistan, correct? Yep. Yeah, Man, so. finally another Afghanistan brother. <laughs> War Dog and myself went to Iraq. Oink went to Germany yeah. and Recoil went to Afghanistan. So he's been trying to find somebody. <laughs> it's a beautiful country. Yeah, where were you at? I, I was at right outside of Bagram. Okay, I was in uh, Bagram. I, I flew through Bagram, but I was in Dulking, Shank, and Brown. Okay. Yeah, I, I was at a little camp called Sabulu Harrison. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what I'm talking about, man. See, see, the brotherhood is strong. <laughs> yeah, and people uh, people don't get like how beautiful that country actually is, and I, I always liken it to Texas. It's an awful lot like Texas. Yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a lot of desert. I would say <laughs> it's a lot a lot of desert, but um, it was just more of more of the community. As in, like the, the the people who worked there, like the civilians that worked there, that made it a little bit more fun than it was, you know. Yeah, right on, right on. And the Afghan people were very unique and interesting because they, Afghanistan has been, I mean, everybody from Genghis Khan all the way up to us has been there. The yeah. Russians were there, you know. So when you look at their people and their culture, they're a, they're a blend of of many many cultures. Yeah, they're they're really fascinating. Yep, yep, and they teach you. You you learn a lot in the, in in the, how they survive, and that's and that's the the beautiful part. You know, everybody think third world countries are are like bottom of the education, but if you switch places, they can survive in our area more than we can survive in theirs. You know what I'm saying? So, for oh, yeah. hundreds of years, we got to respect their way of living. Well, and I, honestly, I I kind of envy the nomadic tribes <laughs> where they kind of. They move around the country, you know, to for different seasons and stuff, and and they never really plant solid roots in one place. And I I find that kind of fascinating, and and I kind of envy that because us, you know, we we collect things, we have things, we have, we live a materialistic lifestyle, and and to see how they live, it it really changes your perspective. Yeah, definitely, 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 and and, and you realize that. When you get back, you, you kiss your kids, you know, like, wow, I got, I got a lot. Like I, I used to tell people when I got back to the country and, you know, I used to be like, uh, you know, people mad at America and all that stuff. I'd be like, yo, this is the only country with homeless fat people. So mm-hmm. you, <laughs> right on. That you in a country with homeless fat people and it's the only country you can get up and just leave, you know, so 
I'm, I'm, for what it's worth, people always want to compare, want to do the bad parts of the country, but they're not comparing the bad parts to other countries to their country. Right. You know, yeah, they they don't have that experience or knowledge. You know, yeah. that most most Americans have a blissful ignorance of thinking that the rest of the world thinks the same way that we do. They yeah. really don't. And when you're in the military and you get out there and you spend some time actually dealing with people from other cultures and other countries, you realize they do not think like we do at all. They don't have opportunities that we have, uh, and they don't have blessings that we have. You know what's crazy about it? The more that I meet brothers that get out the military, the more they live like they in Afghanistan. They live in solitude. You know, they don't want those opportunities. They just want to be left alone. You know, they go on live in the woods and stuff because it's more peaceful. And, yes. Uh, Off grid, yes. <laughs> That's Absolutely. what I'm all about right there. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, so what people consider opportunities a relative term, they think it's opportunities, but me, I feel like having less of those worries because yeah. people want that fast life and stuff, just being happy with just being yourself in free air and going out there to your woods or your cabin. And being nowhere, nobody's bothering you. That that that's a blessing within itself. That I yeah, you're, you're speaking to me, brother. I, I work in an office in the back of my garage. <laughs> I didn't have a computer until I went to basic in 2006 and came home. That's the first computer we ever had in my house. Like I'm, I'm the same way. I hate. I hate that fast living lifestyle. It's the dumbest creation we've ever the had. The rat race. The yeah. rat race is for fools. Yeah, except Rowan Atkinson isn't living beside you. <laughs> <laughs> wait, um, wait, wait. Don't forget we're talking to a man from fast paced Brooklyn now. Come on. <laughs> Get the two of them down south. Yeah, he ain't there okay. no more, and there's a reason for that. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> too fast up there for me. <laughs> he didn't want the bullet train no more. <laughs> Oh God! Right. Everybody's moving fast. You, if you move slow, you 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 blink and you'll be homeless. So yeah, <laughs> yep. work out there. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, Oink, any questions for Tony about anything? You know, I'm just sitting here in awe, like I said, you know, waiting to see what happens in, in the development of the game itself, because, you know, somebody like, like, uh, you know, what was saying that, that plays video games, um, you know, to, to actually talk to somebody that's actually on the creation side of one. How does one even think about getting started in something like this? I mean, what, what drove you into getting into this? Yeah, I'm tired of playing it, and I want to be like, and you playing, like, say, like, if you're playing a game, you just get tired because it's glitching or it has some things that, People could cheat with and treat through you like, all right, this can't be so hard to create it. And then when you actually create it, you start seeing the difficulties. In it. <laughs> it's like one of those, but it's like, you know, like we are, we always want the hard missions first. You know what I'm saying? So we just going to tackle the mission, you know, and then keep going from there. Yeah, well, I tell you what, I can't wait for it because, you know, like you said, I get tired of, of joining the games that, you know, the big names out there like your CODs and in your battlefields or whatever, right? And you got this 12-year-old punk that has a fucking daddy's credit card at his disposal buying these fucking cheats, you know, and here you are working your ass off trying to build your character, you know, and, and to have him come in here and wipe your ass out in 30 seconds, that, that pisses me off. <laughs> that That's one thing I wanted to talk to you about, Tony. The big debacle over the past couple of months and here recently because of 
fucking NBA 2K95,000, whatever the fuck it is now. Um, they just, uh, had released a quote unquote microtransaction. For those that don't know, you can go in and you can buy skins and weapons and coins and whatever this bullshit is for, for games inside the game. And their quote unquote microtransaction was 700,000 coins for, wait for it, 149.99. Now, I'm not one that likes microtransactions at all, especially when it's a transaction as high as 150 fucking dollars for some coins. There's, there's nothing micro about 150 <laughs> fucking dollars. Right. I mean, first off, that 700,000 in-game coins isn't going to put food on my fucking table in the morning. Um, but is that something you are wanting to implement in battle, uh, Black Point Battle Royale? Or is that something you're wanting to stay away from? Is that something you can discuss right now? Yeah, we definitely want to implement it because, like I said, 10% of our um, our our microtransaction is going to go towards uh, suicide prevention, going to go towards domestic violence, nonprofits, and mm-hmm. things like that. We want to empower our community, but we want to show the support also. And because I've been seeing a lot of these companies, the, the CEO making $30 million a year, you know, and it's never going back into the community. So with us, we got something called an eight-year rotation. So the CEO wants to get elected. They'll have eight years to be on, and then they got to rotate out. Like, mm-hmm. we want to keep the fresh blood coming in. You will not make, um, I will say, be at one position for 30 years for long. And that is a microtransaction that I can actually get behind. I mean, I know I did say I absolutely detest microtransactions, but the only microtransactions I've ever actually paid out in any form are for indie companies and when the microtransaction or transaction, if it's, if it's up there in price, that actually has meaning. Like you just said, Tony, suicide prevention. Um, no, Oink and, and Bo are both very familiar with your, with your game and, and the instruct, the, the structure and the intent. But for me coming in, what is your game? And for the listeners too, what, what is your game? What is it all about? Uh, what's the premise of the, of the game itself? And is, is it, is it an RPG type game? Is it a first person shooter type game? Like what do we got going on? It's like a little bit of a hybrid and I'm not going to go too much in it, but it's definitely a, a, a role play game. Not really a role play game. Um, it's going to be free to play. So we try to make it a, a little mixture of first player shooter and make sure or something like that. We're just going to go over a couple of things and we got a couple of guys that joined on board. That's going to bring it to life, I would say. Um, but try not to give away too much. So people that's listening, they won't, you know, what I mean, they won't just jump on it because they're ahead of us financially, you know, like COD and stuff like that. Understood. But it's just more, I would say, it's definitely going to be first place shooter, but it's going to be a different twist to it. You know, it's not going to be to the point where the average person would suspect. It's going to okay. be. So it's a first-person shooter, but not what you're already seeing out there. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Roger that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Definitely, brother. And what's good about it is we want to be tangible. So when we're going to build a game, but we're going to build the game with the people. So as we grow and the people see that us growing, what's going to happen is whatever they the comments they have, we want to adjust to those. So we want to make this America's game and make this the people's game. So, so your fuel is the player. Yep. 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 
Rogers. One other thing I want to make clear is that you're releasing this when it releases on PC first, and then you're going to console, not the other way around. Like some of these asshole companies that think they're cool and can port something from a console into a computer and it all be great and, and filled with all these amazing graphics and all correct. Yeah, we definitely want to go that route. And, and what I noticed, uh, like I said, a lot of people, they don't build up a community. This is the only game where you'll see us building a community first and a community saying we want this game. A lot of people build a game and try to just force it to the community. So I'm, I'm going to go backwards 100,000 fucking miles. <laughs> um, but uh, to me, that makes me think of like Return to Castle Wolfenstein. Yep. Yeah, where you'd log in. You couldn't wait to get off yep. work. So that you could log into that system and, and, and join in and play with you know people all over the world. It was freaking awesome. Yeah, we got we got we 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 talking to France right now, Spain and Europe, uh, uh Medico. We're talking to them, having a conversation with them, the Virgin Islands. So we have something big, something big with this that everybody's gonna join up and support. Awesome. That's beautiful, man. War dog, you've been you've been silent. <laughs> Oh no, I'm uh, you know, giving everyone else their turn. Plus, I told you I've been over here in all man the entire time, just watching the uh trailer for the video game. You know, alone is um, I don't know, it's mesmerizing. If that you know, if you, if you can see where I'm coming from in my uh non sober state, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> now, I'm well. I want to so play you say, what you're what you're saying is when this shit comes on board, you're in. <laughs> of course, of course, no. But I was kind of waiting my turn, basically. But because uh, I had two things I wanted to ask about, uh, Tony, could could you really tell me about um, how you were saying you wanted to include the veterans and, um, and their you know combat experience and their perspectives? How do how am I seeing that? And I mean, everything I see is dope. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm just wondering how does that how does it all play in together? You have campaign modes, you know what I'm saying? And you see now those commercials or those advertisement and you'll see like a little movie scene, a metahuman movie scene. And that's what we're going to play towards. You see what I'm saying? So now we have stories because we don't make it, we don't want people to relive it, but we want to make it where they can tell a story without reliving it, you know, because we got to have certain NDAs where the family got a sign where they won't fit. We honor their memory. We're not, you know what I'm saying? Going in a different direction with it. We're not trying to monetize up there in their memory. So it's a lot of different hurdles that we're crossing right now, getting legal for the next 60 days. And then hopefully December 1st, we'll get a next set of funding. And then that's where we could just really iron out everything and just hit the ground running. But most of the stories, like say like if we have a veteran and a veteran likes to play music, you know, we could take him and tell him like, yo, Hey, Cause you make us a theme. So every time you press a button, it'll sound like this jingle or sound like this sound. And then he does that. Now he's a part of the game. He get royalties and stuff for that. You see what I'm saying? So it just keep going into different versions. And then we go and taking that because we are a gaming studio building a game. We gonna go into movies and film. And that's how we're going to go into that direction and get more veterans involved at that point from, from the house too. You don't even have to leave your house to be involved in this company. Really? And um I also wanted to really ask you because I'm so impressed by it. Can you explain YMUS to us? Okay, with everything you've started there. Yes, that's our community garden. So what I wanted to do is build a safe space 
Um, I wanted to teach uh, how to grow natural foods because it's a food in the heart of a food desert. Like I'm mission oriented and humanitarian oriented. So I, I picked the area where there was a heart of a food desert where people are walking miles just to get fresh vegetables. So human stands for you, me, and us. Without you and me, there would be no us, you know, a U.S. as in the United States. So um, when we go into this garden, you'll see multiple things that we're doing for teaching credit. Because instead of growing broccoli, I tell them I'm growing transunion. I teach the kids growing Equifax instead of plant uh, planters or something like that. Um, so now they've taken care of their credit while they're taking care of their vegetables. Um, another thing we have there, you'll see our men's meditation where we teach men how to cry. You know, so to be vulnerable and teach veterans to come here and we talk about, you know, all the things that we wish we could have done or we wish we have done or haven't done, you know, because to be real, sometimes the army take everything you fighting for, which is your family, you know, and that's the reality of it because they want you to put your wife second. So we have to understand, even though the army did save some of our lives. You know, the the caveat to that is we lost some of our relationships. I see a lot of guys in their third marriage, you know, things like that. So it's just bringing a brotherhood together to so they won't feel alone. You know, we had like four or five guys that was, you know, suicidal. They stopped immediately. So we, we got a 100% success rate on that. Uh, we also have a brotherhood where we, we, we call it fire and then we call it water, right? So fire, we got our range. We call it trigger therapy. So you come out, we shoot guns, we we talk about good times. You know, we have that's where you saw the video at with the um with the um the black point video game. That's where we shooting at our our range, outdoor. Okay. And then where we got the water at, where we breathe at, is the garden. So we have a little balance of yin and a yang going on. So it won't be too much of one or too much of the other. Nice, nice. And then uh, just my last question was, um, when you get this, uh, the veteran input for the game, how, how does that work? I mean, you just went up to, went up to veterans, random veterans at, at uh, you know, online or at the VA, or how did you find your veterans to talk to, to get input? Um, it's, it's like basic. You, 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 you same thing in, a, in a Afghanistan, man. You just go, just go where they at. So I go on meetup and I find veterans out there that play games. We go on vets for games, vets for Call of Duty, or military calls. Like, like it's so many groups on Facebook. I'm just going in the groups, you know, say talking. And then most of all, the military got esports teams. And we just talk to the esports and the military being that I'm at Bragg. And I called up West Point. West Point got a, a esports league. So hopefully when everything go right, they can open up degrees in, in MOSs for esports because if you see now, even in what Ukraine, they started to use drones to drop bombs. So everything is starting to turn turn to like a video game. Right. Okay. That's dope. Thank you, man. Thank you. I I like I said, I'm I'm in awe, man. I appreciate every single thing you have a hand in from being a special forces operator and that being only one track of your personality or your life to all these other chapters that you've been able to turn man it's it's amazing salute bro thank you thank you do you make weapons too they might make weapons or bows or anything on this on this on this thing i'm a bow builder okay yeah we want that part of the game so we yeah. definitely use that as a unique position too so when you build it we'll definitely add that part of the game then that's how we get the veterans involved yeah, to spin off the dog, man. This this man Tony is an onion. This this guy's got so many layers. It's it's amazing, man. You're 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 a great guest. I I feel honored 
to be speaking to you, man. I honestly do. You're you're a badass mofo. Thank you, thank you. And then here you go. See this right there. That's my personal number, so it reached me directly. If anybody, you know, y'all want to talk, chop it up. Sometimes I be on Zoom at night, just chopping it up with the guys, just to chop it up. You know. Yeah, and I I got a little side hustle of Possum Audio, so I I do a whole bunch of stuff with audio. You ever need me, man? Oh, yeah. definitely, definitely. Reach out, reach out. I'd be happy for the to films. help with some of the stuff you got going on. Yeah, especially for the movies, and that's that's exactly what we need. We need an audio team for the movies and film because sooner or later I want to do a cartoon, and we have a whole bunch of voiceovers. So now we could give you a script, you I could just read it, and then we could just have that part of the cartoon and movie. Now. I'm going to backtrack, but then I want to go back to uh, what you said uh, about, you know, um, helping guys to cry and things of that nature. But before I go to that, I want to play devil's advocate with Black Point BR. Mm-hmm. People are going to see that video and they're going to be like, the graphics suck. I don't want this. This this is cheap. It's bullshit. Why am I going to be interested in it? I don't want to play this. <laughs> what do you oh, have this, to say to those people? This right here, you see the the, the, the guy right here. Mm-hmm. That's not okay. I, my guy Sam is on. We're using MetaHuman, which is Unreal Five Engine. We have we will have the top graphics. There will be no other higher graphics than that. It'll look like real, real life. I can make it. We can make it to the point where it look like when you was an E4 again. Right. That's well. That's why I wanted to play devil's advocate and and ask you yeah. that question. I didn't want to put those words in your mouth. I wanted you to say it. <laughs> I knew the answer. We've already talked about that. <laughs> but I, I like that because I don't I don't know of any developers that are really using Unreal Five to their advantage because it's a it's a beautiful beautiful system. It really is. I've seen a lot done with it. But back to. um the nonprofit and YMUS and teaching men to cry. Why is that important? Cause I know there's a lot of people out there that's like, I don't need to cry. That's not something that I, I need for others to see. Yeah. So well, a lot of things is important. Um, some people don't understand that a support system sometimes, you know, on the world of your shoulders, like even being a brother, y'all, Y'all can, these shoulders can fight for you, you know, but at the end of the day, you have these shoulders to cry on, you know, and we don't do that enough to the point where it's, we're not looking at it as shameful. You see what I'm saying? Or vulnerability or different things like that. Negative consultations that we do as men. Like we don't even say, I love you anymore, you know, to another man without it have to be homosexual or something like that, you know, to tell another man, I love you. You don't have to have an attraction or, or something like that. It's just because you really love that person. And it'll put somebody in a different space of having somebody there for them, you know? So it's just going in that direction with it. It's just everybody always going to look at the negative in something. But when your heart is in the right place, you know, mistakes comes blessings. Right. And I'm, I'm glad you said that. Um, I, I told you, uh, I, it might have been on MBR. It might have been offline. Tell these guys after every show, I love them. And I absolutely fucking mean it. And yeah, I know Bo and, Bo and I say that to each other all, all the time. And it's the absolute truth, man. It's like an oink and, and a dog. It, it's it. And we, we gotta, we gotta connect out, outside of the show. Cause like you're, you're, you're right on my level, brother. I told you. Yeah. And you know, man. coming all the way from Alaska and, and we actually, you know, me and another guy up here, we actually went out there 
and we met uh, Recoil for the first time, and you know we sat with Bo and we talked and chatted. Brother, it's just like it is here. I mean, it was instant connection. That brotherhood that you had in the military, no matter what. And like like Bo says, you know, we we're open about it. When we say that we love you, brother, we actually we mean that. And like you said, I don't think that we say it often enough. You know, without that kind of you know nation of being the homosexuality thing, that has nothing to do with it. You know what I mean? You honestly care for that person. Definitely, definitely. And uh, with, with with that in general, why not? I always tell people, why not tell somebody you care about them? And what you gonna do when they over their grave? You know, or when they right. they on life, that that I love you can save a life in so many ways that you might think somebody having a great day all the time or rich. Because I tell people quick, when you see my movie and my film, you'll see me say rich people commit suicide. You know, so what are we what are we doing about that if we if they feel alone? Yeah. Everybody think it's a poverty thing, you know. And you're you're a Gen Xer from the seventies too, like so we're we're at a point in our lives where. I can't count the number of people that are gone. Mm-hmm. And the one, the one, the one regret that I have with a lot of cases is not saying I love you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And love to me, love is an action word too. You know what I'm saying? So in a spiritual word, when somebody actually say, I love you and you know, they mean it, it's a different feeling than somebody just checking the box, like therapy and all that other stuff. So with that, it's like even on this talk show, you can feel the spirit through the through, through the Zoom, you know, because spirit travels. The realness, real recognize real. So I probably don't relate to your race, but I relate to your pain because we all came from the same military. You see what I'm saying? So that pain is going to keep us together and keep us strong. It's not a weakness. Oh. Did you really just fucking say who are you? I did, man. I don't normally say that. (laughs) Of all the people, of all the people that's ragged on me for saying it as a joke, fucking recoil over here. (laughs) Oh my God. We've got Paul in here and he's missed 99% of the show. And he's like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here, but I'm here. Paul, have you got to look that, over Black Point that, VR that, yet? First off, that doesn't even have to be just tonight, man. There's most of the time I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. Like tonight, Barrick's talk that is that is not to be singled out as like a oh man for once in his life. Paul has no idea what he's doing. That is It's not a single occurrence then, right? It is literally I missed ninety percent of the podcast. That's about ninety percent of my life, man. What the fuck am I doing? <laughs> man, I don't know Zoom. Apparently, it had to be updated. I had no idea what my password was. I felt I felt like War Dog when we was trying to get him in Discord for the Affinity Protocol podcast. And I was like, yeah, I feel this brother's pain right now. This is not fun. Get me on a platform I don't know. I'm gonna use I'm gonna use the common excuse though, right? I'm gonna tell you one. I'm a grunt. Two. I'm a marine. Three. I mean, you know, y'all say all that shit about jarheads and crayon eating. So, I mean, I'm, I'm real bad on the totem pole, if you know what I'm saying. Well, like the, the only defense I have to that is like, it was, it was pretty misleading, right? So like I went to sign into Zoom, got the password right on the third try, you know, did the whole, we sent a code to your email because you haven't logged on and for fucking ever, you know, got through that mess. And then it was like, your, your app is not updated. And I was like, all right, cool. How do I update it? Like, <laughs> 
I'm used to opening Discord. If there's an update, it does it automatically. So I'm like looking in the Microsoft store, like trying to figure out where it is because it didn't give me an option. So I'm like, all right, this is stupid. Let me sign it again, go through the whole multi-factor authentication. And then it's like, oh, yeah, all you got to do is click this update button right here, <laughs> dumbass. So, yeah. And it, it's been it's been a busy weekend, man. It was I got a four-year-old, and uh, last night was opening uh, showing of fucking new Paw Patrol movie, so we had to do that. Um, movies are different today from what they were years ago when I was a kid because, bro, there was like 35 minutes of previews, including like an entire like 10-minute mini of Dora the Explorer. <laughs> you so gained all my sympathy when you said four-year-old. Oh man. And the damn kid is just like me. So he's like very tendency to like put a bucket on his head and run into walls. Like it's oh, that's awesome. <laughs> But uh and then today was a friend reached out to do to trampoline park. So we just got done with the trampoline park and eating pizza and you get two four year olds together that <laughs> see each other more than they see their parents because they're at preschool and stuff together. Like it's just bro. <laughs> Holy cow! But the re- the 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 long story short, all right, <laughs> Black Point Battle Royale. So, um, I'll be honest. I've only had the, uh, a small opportunity to look over the website, kind of see the trailer video, uh, kind of read about what you guys are doing and stuff like that. And I will say that the the one thing that I particularly like right off the rip about the development of this game is. Uh, the, the specific sentence focused on giving players the most realistic military experience through game modes, in-game mechanics, and weapons. So, I mean, you look at a lot of the very, very popular battle royales that uh, came out first. You know, you have your, your Fortnite, you have um, uh, PUBG. Um, I mean, I guess you could kind of call Daisy like a, a battle royale to an extent. Yeah. Uh, but you have all these games that come out that really don't take like the military factor into account right and then you have other games that take the military factor on into account but are not set up to be a battle royale so like i'm thinking like insurgency sandstorm um, which is a, a great game i may not be military it's more police and swap but ready or not great game very realistic uh with, with how you know some of the entry tactics and stuff work uh really really nice and then there's never really been a successful to my knowledge crossover between uh, having that realism with the military and coming over into a battle royale. I know that, mm-hmm. um, uh, what was that popular game that I think it is really soon or is going to like seven days in Fallujah? Five some, days in, I don't remember. Something some, like that. Uh, Five or seven. Some period of time in Fallujah. Six. Um, <laughs> Six. God Six. damn it. I was dancing all around it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but you know, like you have a, a very, very hyper realistic military game like that that has a lot of, um, uh, almost AI mechanics built into how the storyline can change based on what you do and stuff like that, which is great. Not a battle Royale. And uh, for the particular type of person that enjoys battle Royale style games, there's always been a lack of presence from a military perspective, you know, military weapons, like you say, and mechanics, especially if you're looking at having like some co-op modes where people are going to actually be able to, you know, have some sort of strategy other than, Oh my God, we're getting shot at drop. Somebody run around and try to flank and, and yell at each other whenever it goes south really fast. Or like Frosty, he's always on fire. Uh. <laughs> Pretty much. 
So what's your what's your question to Tony there, Paul? With all that, so uh, so, so I mean, I'm, I'm trying to make up for the fact that I was I was I was not here. Right? I got you. <laughs> but so, no, brother. I mean, honestly, it's it's great to hear from a real real gamer because you're. I mean, you're you're talking to speak. I mean, I, uh, real, real gamer. I mean, that's a stretch. Not going to lie. Even, even for <laughs> Paul, that's yeah. a stretch. Real yeah, game. I, mean, I got like, man, I got like Power Wash Simulator. Strike. <laughs> I hate, you know, but that's a good game. All right. <laughs> don't, don't look at my Steam profile to see. I just got done playing some house flipper today. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least it's not Sims. Look, my, oh my ass, God, no. my ass just got Lego two two K. All right, so I ain't laying down. But <laughs> well, I did, I did. I gotta say, I so CS two came out now. It's no longer you know CS go. And I hopped in with uh, uh, Justin and Silva, and uh, they didn't know I was in game with them because they were in the like a, a hidden Discord channel. And I'm actually good at Counter Strike, um, but I I straight up just was raping them in game. It was beautiful because it was a casual match where you can kind of like join in and and i'm sure they figured it out because my name but like for a minute there i was just laying waste but my question is um so and this is just based off of a a perspective of an outside user that comes to the website gets to see the teaser video stuff like that the very first thing that a lot of people are going to think of is something like uh pubg style of gameplay so what is what is it about your game that is going to separate the two and that's going to put black point uh above and beyond um a at one point successful battle royale because let's face it PUBG is kind of dog shit now yeah (laughs) a lot of see a lot of, of these games like i said they don't get involved with the community they're just more dollar base dollar driven you see what i'm saying this is the reason why we started with pcs and working and getting that type of feedback back and then as we develop the game we're coming out with the ultimate communities game so same thing i told the guys earlier this is a community coming together creating a game not us creating a game for the community because with PUBG and the rest of these guys you'll see them get a bunch of guys the developers and you'd be surprised how none of them have military experience and they just get a whole bunch of information coming together and just be like, here, hey, go to the game. But with us, I think the steps that we're taking and slowly but surely developing this game, uh, cause we want this game to be out by 2025, you know, so we have a long, we have two years to develop it and we want to do it right, the right way with the community, you know, so I think that's what's going to make us different without giving out too much of the IP and then go from there. I like that. Um, yeah, I think the only game at this point that I would trust to have like, you know, accurate military representation without military developers is, is War Thunder, but that's just because people keep leaking shit on there. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, some, some of the games that I've seen, it's, it's even as simple as just the, the correspondence, like the, the way they talk, like a Roger, I'm on mission, you know, like they just don't sound like a true military yep. person, the way we talk to each other. Yeah. There's no like response on the radio of you want me to do what? No, I like that. I, I like that. Um, you know, it's more community driven. That's always fun to see. Like those are the, the types of games I prefer are the ones that developers actually listened to the community and, and did the opposite of exactly what we were talking about, where all they're looking at is the dollar bills and exactly how they're going to line their pockets. And they're not really thinking of developing a, a top tier game that is going to to last because the money is, if the game is good and the relationship with the community is there, the money's going to come. 
people are going to come in, they're going to spend money, they're going to enjoy it, and they're going to keep coming back, and it's going to basically save you a marketing budget because people are going to really enjoy the relationship they have within the game and with the developers and tell all the friends, you got to get in here because we are the driving force for, you know, how we can make the game better with this open communication with the developers. So that isn't something that's incredible to see. And you don't really see it nowadays. Yeah. Damn straight. Slow money is bigger than fast money is big. Yep. Yes. Yep. That's, that's a big, that's a big thing in, in today's market. Let's make as much money here and now instead of over the next five years. Right. And I, I see that as a bad thing, but anyway, Paul, you got in here late and I got to cut this short with Tony, but we do have a FAFA with Wardog after we finish with Tony. Tony, anything else you would like to say to our listeners live or on podcast? And then I'll get all the other guys to say something really quick and get you on out of here, brother. Um, Everybody support everybody. You know, I think that's a lot of things that we fail to mention after the military. It's like when you get out the military, it's like every man for himself. Like we stray away from the core values of what brought us all together. So I want everybody to just support everybody, you know, call into the military community and call into, I would say, your local veteran and stop and go to the VA and just thank people for their service. You know, just, 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 even if you are a veteran, just go to the VA, thank people for their service or, you know, there's a lot of shelter homes. You'd be surprised. Give back to them, you know, go, go to the, cause what I do is called a adopt the grandparent also. So we go to the foster care, not foster care. We go to the elders at their, not at their shelter home, which we often call the nursing homes basically. And we find out all, everybody who don't got a family. And then whoever don't got a family, we give them a Christmas because toys for tots take care of the kids, but no one take care of our elders, you know? So we got to start getting back to that, you know, going to these nursing homes with World War II veterans and, and show them that we still listening and we still here for them. And thank you for paving the way. Damn right. Salute. <laughs> oh, I want to say that's Sam Carter right there. Sam, if, if he's on right now, um, he's, he's our guy, which is about to be our CIO. He's a Marine also. And he, he does the metahumans. That's why I wanted to show you and bring him on too. Sam, you there? Yep. How's it going, guys? All right. It's awesome. What's going man? On, man? Hanging in. Hanging in there. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about like Paul. He's like, why the fuck am I here? Uh- <laughs> oh, see, now, now it all makes sense. We got into the Marine in here. Taxi service. You call me now. I'm, for, I'm former Navy. Let's go. Tell me where you want to go. This is one of those cases where the guest requires another, another visit with the show. Yes, um, absolutely. Because as, as I alluded to earlier, this, this man is an onion. There are so many layers to, to uncover. Um, and, you know, and there's some stuff that, that, that I would like to talk with him about. And, you know, we were talking in an earlier pre-show, um, about the human trafficking epidemic. And I mean, there is so much stuff that, that we can cover in so many layers here. Right. Um, right now we're focusing on the, on the game and the production of the game and what's coming out in the future. Uh, but th- this is, this is awesome. It's awesome guest, awesome human being. Um, and, and I'm, I'm honestly just honored and proud to be here. And that's, that's why I'm throwing out the who is. I, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like that E1 talking to the drill sergeant. Yeah. Well, I mean, look at the hat. 
<laughs> right there it is. Brother. He's got the brown yeah. ring. <laughs> I was gonna say, would you expect anything less from an SF guy for him to be this? For him to be this like multi-talented, would you expect anything less for him to be on the civilian side and kicking ass like this? Right. Not that absolutely not, and a whole lot of hua. <laughs> All right, really quick, oink. Last words for Tony. No, I've already mentioned it to him once in, in, in a little text message. Brother, we are in awe of, of everything that you're doing, uh, from the game development to the, you know, just giving back to the veterans to shit name it. You know, like, like Rico has already said, you're like an onion brother. You have tons of layers and we, we've only begun to crack these, you know, so by all means, let me be one of the first to always wel- welcome you to DV radio. You have an open invite any, anytime you want to come back to us. Please do. Yeah, and definitely um, I, I want Sam to show you something. Sam, you, you can show him that? Yeah, yeah, I've got it up right now. So um, my background outside of the military is um, in game development. I went to school for it. I explored all avenues of it while I was in school. Um, one of the things that really drew me to this project was um, Tony and then wanted to use like actual avatars of actual veterans, and that really resonated with me. Being a disabled veteran, once I got out, um, I, I kind of felt pretty alone. I got pulled for my unit pretty much immediately because I was, uh, I was in a line unit once I injured my spine, couldn't really do a whole lot. So I kind of went into a, this kind of depression and felt alone and everything. And I just felt like it wasn't, I felt like I was part of something that was really important and really large, bigger than myself. And then I was kind of just tossed out, you know? Right. So yeah. I feel like that resonates with a lot of people. Um, but one of the really cool things is, we're giving those veterans a voice again, basically. Um, we're allowing them to not just feel seen, but feel heard and be able to tell their story and, and be able to touch the other veterans that those same type of feelings and sentiments resonate with as well. Um, so if, if you don't mind, I have a video up to a screen share real quick that just kind of shows what we're doing. You should be able to now. Cool. I forgot to turn that on. <laughs> no worries. When I joined the project, this is basically where we were at. Um, but I brought photogrammetry into this. So that's a point cloud created from just a quick little video of myself. And then we're able to use that to generate metahumans, which are basically lifelike, fully facial rigged, fully body rigged characters. And the cool thing is that we can de-age you. We can make you skinnier. We can bring you back to what you looked like when you were actually in the service. So it's just so, a really cool uh, way. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you for a second. So are you using something similar to LIDAR to, to create these point clouds? Um, it's actually simpler than that, um, believe it or not. Basically what it's doing, it is taking pictures and these pictures are taken from kind of like either a half moon or some kind of a dome style. Like, so you're basically just going around an object and taking photos and then moving up a level and then taking a whole nother ring of photos. And it's able to take those photos and kind of overlap them and oh, connect and make common points between the two. And then it just kind of connects the dots. That, that's, and forms. Sick, dude. that's sick. And I'm a 3D modeler on the professional side. So <laughs> we're awesome. speaking a language here. Yeah. It's a, it's so cool. And I mean, I went from not having any experience with metahumans, but having some photogrammetry background to basically creating this in just a day or two. It took me two hours to make the metahuman from completely zero experience using that um, workflow. And then I was able to basically make that after just a couple of days. Uh, bro, we got to get you on as a guest of your own. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Absolutely. Tell me this, though. 
how is it that the streets look accurately so much like them? All I'm missing right now is that smell. You know that smell, like y'all. You all know that 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 funk I'm talking about. That, all right, you, y'all know that Middle that Eastern fucking, funk I'm talking that about. That fucking porta potty sewage smell. That's all you're missing. It's fucking a cat Open litter box. Of Japan, baby. Yeah. Hey, but don't forget it had a touch of cheap cologne in there somewhere. <laughs> it did. Y'all all know it. It did have a touch. It did. He ain't, lying. he ain't lying. <laughs> that is amazing. I, I don't know. Burp, drown themselves in that shit, though, man. Come they on did. now. They did. Those streets look so accurate. I can't put words to it, man. Salute. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, Bo, make sure Sam has your contact, contact info because we got to get him on as his own guy. My contact? All right. Let me give him my contact. <laughs> It's like an IFAC, but it's just full of your contact info. All right, so there's the Appalachian dog farts on board. <laughs> oh, fucking shit. Uh, if you want to know what an Appalachian dog fart is. <laughs> we ain't going down that road, all right? That that was some generations ago, okay? All right? <laughs> anyway, so what got you to want to do all that, Sam? Did Tony just hit you up one day and be like, hey. <laughs> so basically, um, in I think about 2014, I got out of the Marine Corps. Um, I was medically separated. And then I kind of just was like, I, I've been in such structure and such lack of control of my life for so long that I kind of just took a couple of years, figured my stuff out, rehabbed my back the best I could, got to kind of like a holding pattern as far as my medical stuff goes. And then I was like, what the hell am I doing? Like, what, what am I'm not working towards anything? I'm not building on anything. I'm kind of just being stagnant in life. So I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to go to school, but if I'm going to go to school, it has to be something that I love, something that I'll enjoy, something that I won't dread doing every day. Mm-hmm. And that's where I kind of settled on game development, something that's been a huge part of my life since I convinced my parents to buy me an N64. Like, and. <laughs> Where, where so does one go to school for that at? So there, there are a lot of different colleges that have programs. Um, there's private colleges like Full Sail and things like that. But these days, pretty much most, um, like community college colleges have some kind of game development program. Yeah. yeah but, but the issue with that though is just like any other bureaucracy, a lot of stuff <laughs> lags behind. So you're yeah. going to go to school to learn stuff that was relevant before you even started going to school. So it's kind of a, you know, a give and take a little bit. Yeah. Me and you had even had spoke because I was, uh, telling you I was actually learning moho and you were working in blender that night. I tried to fucking learn blender like two years ago. <laughs> You don't understand getting into a software so fucking late in life when you don't have time to sit there hours on a day to fucking learn. Like, you can't, right? I mean, you can, but it's going to take you multiple years to learn that software. And even then, you're still going to be behind the curve. Whereas something like Moho for animation that I was talking to you about, I can learn that way quicker than I can Blender and still... I might be like a version behind or a, a upgrade behind, but I'm still going to be right there at it. And I can always supplement it with something else. Right. Whereas blender or some of these, um, classes that you take in college, 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, if you, if you had trouble with Blender, open up ZBrush. You'll just be like making tons of duplicates of the same square over and over again, trying to figure out what you're doing. It's yeah. Some of these learning <laughs> curves are just insane, man. Yeah, it is. And, and I think that's what turns a lot of people with a creative mind that needs a creative outlet off of these amazing softwares and technologies. Cause there are a lot of people that I know they're fucking brilliant, right? As far as artistry or some type of creativity, but when you hand them a software, they can't learn it because there's, it's, it's an influx of information that they can't learn in a day. They can't learn in a month. It's going to take them a couple of years to just even do something basic. Like, I don't know, rigging a character and making it look good while it walks. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And in all honesty, a lot of that is either incredibly difficult to learn on your own without somebody who's kind of been there and done that before. Right. Um, but the, the biggest part for me was kind of breaking it down and it was less of like an ability to model and it was more of like an ability to look at something, break it down into its pieces and then figure out how I can kind of assemble those to make what I'm looking for. And it's like a whole thought process that you have to completely develop. It's an entirely different way of processing like a three dimensional object. Yeah. Well, and with appropriate pivot points. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. So that it looks natural with its movements. Yeah. One of the things about Moho, and I just had jumped right into it before I'd bought it out because they have a lifetime license. Thankfully, fuck subscription services for software. For now. <laughs> right. For now. <laughs> yeah. For now. Um, I jumped right into it. And one of the things that really grabbed me was you could take 2D art and make it quote unquote 3D. But the thing is, is exactly what Recoil said. You have to learn exactly where to put a point so that it doesn't fold in on itself and look all glitched out and fucked up like fucking Gumby on steroids and cocaine. Like <laughs> <laughs> for those kids that don't know who Gumby is. Um, <laughs> but no, I'd, I'd love to have you on again too, Sam. I, I didn't know you was oh, coming yeah. on tonight, actually. Um, <laughs> Well, absolutely. And like, not just, uh, you know, with the, you know, the, you got the, the gamer portion, which is, and the, and the pro programming portion, which is what we're talking about now. But even the, the, there's a couple of little things that are veteran related that we sort of skipped right. over. Like, you know, Sam and Tony and I are all part of, of a medboard brotherhood. And there's a, there's a whole nother level there. Like when, when you're medboarded out, there's, there's schools that you were doing that you can't fucking finish. And that there, yeah. there's, there's a lot of, of weight and levity that that's involved there too. So there's definitely a whole lot more to talk about with both of these gentlemen. Absolutely. And if you won't sound, please stay on. I've got a segment for Roar Dog that he wants to do and then we'll end the show, but I would love to get your contact information like recoil was saying. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, it, when, when Bo does the ending credits, just stay in. Don't, don't shut out. And we talk after the show. Cool. Yeah. No worries. Hey, Rick, uh, Paul, if you want to stay too and listen to this faithful, cause I don't know what War Dogs got for us. La last time it was Crips and, and Rangers. So who the fuck knows this week? <laughs> oh, right. I'm staying. <laughs> and here we go <laughs> with Sergeant War Dogs Fafo for this week. Ooh, that's the part I was talking about with the whole fuck around and find out. Public service announcement to civilians. If you run into a veteran, you may 
A&D. Fuck around and find out. Listen, it's not those little shit. I'm going to get medieval on your ass. Are you going to bark all day, little doggy, or are you going to bite? Fuck with me, and we'll see your shits on the sidewalk. I'll kill you with my teacup. Sit your $5 ass down before I make change. No, I'm just getting warmed up. Does Barry Manilow know that you raid his wardrobe? I'll rip out your eyes and piss on your brain. You're a gutless turd. You look like the vermin-ridden son of a bitch you are. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! Kiss my sweaty balls, you fat fuck. Fuck around and find out. All right, welcome to another week's edition of F-A-F-O, Fuck Around, Find Out. This week, we're headed to Georgia. Time frame, November 30th, 2022, just last year. Armed veteran helps Georgia police stop fleeing suspect. Quote, don't make me kill you because I will. End quote. Georgia police apprehend the suspect and charge him with obstruction. A quick-thinking military veteran in Georgia sprung into action and held a suspect being chased by police at gunpoint until they arrived. <clears throat> yeah, imagine the veteran got there first. <laughs> <laughs> An armed military veteran working at a Georgia food bank helped police by holding a suspect being chased by officers at gunpoint until they arrived. William Joyner, a quick-thinking manager at Feeding Georgia Families and a military veteran, sprung into action on Monday evening in College Park, Georgia, when a suspect being chased by police rushed through the food bank parking lot with a gun, according to WAGA-TV. After a fellow worker told him about the situation, Joyner grabbed his gun, chambered around, and rushed outside to assist. Joyner can be seen on security footage rushing outside with his gun drawn before confronting the suspect. I told him to go to the ground. The police are on their way, Joyner told WAGA-TV. Just go to your knees with your hands up. The suspect, identified by police as 20-year-old Jordan Shelley, refused to show his other hand, according to Joyner. The whole time, his hand was sliding down toward the gun, Joyner explained. I was telling him, don't make me kill you, because I will. At that point, a College Park police officer came around the corner with a taser and arrested the suspect. Police say Shelley and 21-year-old James Green allegedly fled from police in a stolen car before crashing into a bus stop at which point Green was apprehended and Shelley fled toward the food bank. Shelley and Green are both facing obstruction charges, and Green was additionally charged with theft and criminal damage to property, according to WAGA-TV. This has been this week's version of FAFO Fuck Around Find Out, in which we highlight stories in the news in which veterans had to teach civilians a lesson. Salute. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> are, are we allowed to have a comment on this story real quick? Hell yeah, so fucking lootly. That's fucking Barrett's Cause, fuck, you dumbass. So I, I, so I, I just got to say this because like, look, 
make fun of me about this after the show. All right. But like, so I was, you know, 11 years military police. My man, when I tell Bravo. Okay. Then, well, then, all right. I'm in good company. So, but when I tell you <laughs> that I wish they would have interviewed this gentleman just a little bit further, because it just sounds to me like this dude was like a, a 31 Bravo or was, was military police doing something, never got to yank his gun out on somebody. <laughs> and like, finally, just sees a dude ripping through the parking lot with his gun out and goes, Oh my God, I'm not missing this again. Right. Get my the fuck down. My brother's not only on a humanitarian mission, but he might get to pop somebody. Right. Like, I would have like, I understand so some food banks are not in the most, but not anymore. Yeah, I understand some food banks are not, you know, the best locations, of, you know, around the, you know, the, the city and stuff, but man, to go to one loaded all the time, carrying and packing, come on. Boy <laughs> was waiting for something to go down. Like, oh shit. Like a, that was like a, this is my time to shine moment. He's like, I hope a motherfucker will. And he did. I've been waiting to try to teach somebody and let them find out. He My is moment has come. He is the inspector gadget before he became inspector gadget going after the dude that he can't really do nothing to. Oh my God. All right. Well, that was this, this week's iteration of FAFO fuck around and find out. You can get your Sergeant Wardog fuck around and find out merchandise over on dbradio.net. Just click on the DB radio store. Also, we have grab your cupcakes for cancer awareness month and we have DD6 and Gabby Sue and we have a whole lot of other shit over there that you can grab uh, from DV against DV. Your life matters for change unchained, um, DV far merch as well as DV radio, uh, merch. So go over there, grab you some merchandise. And if there's a promo, take advantage of that shit. Cause we know how money is and this economy fucking sucks right now. <laughs> so take advantage of those promos. If you do see them, uh, I'll go down the list and then we'll get out of here. And if you guys want to stay on, please stay on after we end the show. Um, war dog last thoughts for our listeners live and or on podcast. Yes. Uh, I did mention uh, in previous shows that the military influencer conference is coming up in Vegas, uh, November 8th to the 10th. Uh, that's the military influencer conference. You can find out more information at militaryinfluencer.com. And most importantly, you know that I mentioned and I joke about the psych ward gang a lot. Uh, in reference to my own struggles with PTSD and trips to the psych ward. But in all seriousness, if you run into any mental health crisis, please do not be ashamed nor afraid to dial 988 and choose option one. Again, uh, just as I was or just as I uh, have done, do not be ashamed or afraid to contact or uh, dial the digits 988. And uh, you choose option one if you happen to be in any mental health crisis. Have a great week. Salute. Absolutely. Uh, recoil. Uh, man, first off, this has been for me an awesome show. I mean, we've got, uh, you know, three guys on here that are all all not regular regulars and hosts of the show. They're all awesome, awesome people, awesome individuals. And I look forward to talking with them more. Um, I do want to kind of bring up that, that Sergeant Wardog 
and I are working on a little side hustle. Um, there's going to be a, a podcast coming out in the near future um, called Bullets, Bullets, Blades, and Hooks. We're going to be talking about hunting and, and fishing and other outdoor adventures um, and how they have a therapeutic nature for veterans. So please watch out for in the future for, for a show called Bullets, Blades, and Hooks. If you uh, have an organization that, that is offering opportunities to veterans, please reach out to us at bbh at dvradio.com. Uh, email address and will be available for you uh, to, to send us messages and, and get you on as, as a guest. Uh, so that's another podcast that'll be coming out in the near future. And uh, we appreciate y'all. Got to correct. Re- keep looking out for each other. Fuckers. <laughs> Got to correct recoil. It's BBH at dvradio.net. That's the email. Oh, address. fuck. Sorry, brother. <laughs> How long have we had the dot net? <laughs> hey, edit that. Edit that. <laughs> that's what you're here for. <laughs> Paul, good sir. I know you got here at the end of the show, as did Sam. But you got any thoughts for our live listeners and or on podcast? Uh, yeah. Um. I first have a question. Did his audio cut out for me? And it sounded like the first time he said that it was bullets, blades, and hose. <laughs> oh, that's that's what's up. I mean, Sign me up. Sign me up. up. There's certain things about hunting camp that you don't talk about on live well, radio. Rob See? tells you you said that, and all I Sign did me was up. Like, even though it's audio, like I squinted and got really close to my computer screen as if like the word was actually going to come back up. Cause like I also got hearing loss, you know? So I was like, he's going to have to say it again. I got to know if this was hose or not. Like the popularity of this podcast, he went back and started just about went right through the fucking roof. Yes, it did. Well, Thank it, you so much. Right, right. It all smells like fish. We're talking about bulls. Oh, <laughs> wow. And it's all pink on the inside. Oh, <laughs> Oh, oh! What have I done? X-rated, triple X-rated. <laughs> Maybe Playboy will finally sponsor us. <laughs> yeah, we get things hyped. Oh, uh, dude, we're all veterans. It's gonna be Playgirl before Playboy does a damn thing with us. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! I don't believe he took it there. <laughs> just, just in case you still didn't hear, Paul, it's bullets, blades, and, and hooks. Hooks. Yeah, I, I heard it the second time. But I was like, not hookers, not hoes, not hookers, not hoes. I'm, I'm good now. But no, the only thing I got for listeners is um, uh, keep your Zoom app up to date. You never know when you're going to be trying to get into a podcast at the last minute, you know. <laughs> When's your next Affinity Protocol? Uh, oh, I won't be on it. So, um, but, but when uh, is so, it, yeah, Affinity Protocol is going to be, uh, not this coming Tuesday, but the Tuesday after. Uh, I'm going to be, um, in Disney World with a four year old because I apparently hate my life. <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone wants to go keep Chris and Chris company on Affinity Protocol, feel free to, but, um, yeah. We couldn't script this shit if we wanted to. <laughs> Like <laughs> SNL ain't got shit on us. <laughs> That's the way we roll, baby. Oh shit. All right. Mr. Sam, I know, like I said, you got in here late and we are going to end the show, but I would like you to stay on after and, and all of us talk. But do you have any, uh, last thoughts for our live listeners and or on podcast, brother? Anything you'd like to say? I mean, I, I definitely made a little bit of a face with the the name of the podcast. I was waiting for the ER there at the end, and I was like, "Oh, okay, good." Um, <laughs> no, no, um, I hopped in here pretty late. Um, I'd, I'd love to come back on, um, but now I don't really have anything. 
I'm going to tell you right now, like Oink said to Tony, you got to open ended invite that, that it's public now. So everybody's going to hear it and you, you know, what's going on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> same for you, Mr. Paul, Mr. Motherfucker. That's like, I need to get on barracks talk. Oh, wait, I don't know how to fucking use zoom. I'm a dumbass. I'm going to pull away. Right, so in, in my defense, it was literally last night that Chris, that Chris goes, Oh, Hey, by the way, man, uh, Bo was talking about trying to have somebody, on barracks talk tomorrow night and i'm like all right cool i'll go tell the wife no problem like i'm going down at eight o'clock instead of like eight thirty, eight forty-five. and i literally walked up the stairs and she was like all right i just bought our paw patrol tickets for tomorrow so that's, <laughs> that's how that conversation went then he gets on and the first thing he does is start talking about hoes and not just any hoes but ugly hoes you see what i'm saying I mean, hey, hey, I'm in Pennsylvania. We're talking Amish hoes, right? (laughs) Hey, hey, hey! I'm sporting a six (laughs) one zero. Okay, okay. I I got the Tundra Wookies covered. Damn, lots of hair will be there. That's right. (laughs) Oh shit, Mister Oink! Last thoughts for our live listeners and on podcast, brother. You know, tonight was a great show. I'm not going to lie. But if you're one of those that's right now that's feeling down and you need to talk to somebody, head over to Objective Zero. They are pathfinders waiting to talk to you 24-7. They're going to get you on the right track. And this brother and sister is looking out for brothers and sisters just like we're trying to do right here, right now. You know, you can search by MOS, by, you know, their sex, if you want to talk to male or female. There's a variety of options. So, again, head over to ObjectiveZero.org. Or if you have an Android or iOS device, download the app. It's free. And it's chock full of resources for yoga, just a plethora of things. So, again, head over, ObjectiveZero.org. Check them out. Absolutely. BlackPointBR.com, SouthernCCInc.org. Check them out, and their links will be in description of this podcast when it goes live next week when I decide to put it up because I'm going to be a lazy motherfucker this week. Anyway, for Tony Brown, who's not with us anymore, Oink, Recoil, War Dog, Mr. Paul, Sam, I'm Bonerwood. You just heard Barracks Talk right here on WDVRDVRadio.net. Until next week, fucksicles. Bye-bye. Hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Goodbye, motherfucker! <laughs> TV Radio.